Matsu, 4v2. Celso for Son. For Kane. Oh, classic Jose Mourinho. Classic Harry Kane. 2-0. He becomes the all-time record goalscorer in North London derbies. He scores his 250th goal for club and country. And his 100th home goal for Tottenham Hotspur. Takes and Liverpool lead. Bobby Firmino. Catch him if you can. A massive goal, a huge leap, a dagger to Jose's heart. Sigurdsson, man with a proven goal-scoring record on this ground. And this is pivotal in the Premier League for Everton. And he rolls it past Alisson, who went the right way, and Everton lead at Anfield by two goals to nil. Milan, it's Lucas Moura, it's Lamella, he's got in. Eric Lamella has arrived with a goal. Good pick-up by regular. Alexander Arnold's a wonderful cross, and it's produced. A goal-scoring header from Diogo Jota, who hurts Arsenal again. And you just think... Down to Phil Foden. He knows and wants one himself, and it's got one! And that tops it off. That's a fantastic strike from a fabulous young footballer. Phil Foden at Manchester City. Phil Foden. It's going to be Bruno Fernandes! It is quite magnificent. That is pinpoint perfect from Bruno Fernandes and Manchester United lead again. Tidy control there by the, uh, the Levante player. Pressure still on. And Demi sends it across. It's a great chance and it's in the back of the net. And for the second time tonight, North Macedonia lead away in Germany. And this time it's Elivel Mas who scored the goal. He's on, sir. Cross towards the far post. Grasco coming in. 2 0 Atletico Madrid. Close again there. Oh, they scored. It's Justin Clyburn after a real mix up in the Manchester United penalty area. David De Gea couldn't get there. And Justin Clyburn might just have eliminated United from this season's Champions League. Hello and welcome to the St. Martin's Football Show. Well, on today's show, we'll be looking at the four midweek games from the Premier League. On today's show, I'll be joined by a very happy Tottenham fan after finally winning in Ryan Mason's first game as well. We'll be talking about that one later. But the first game was on Tuesday, as we told you the result on the last show. Chelsea drew 0-0 with Brighton. 
Um, probably the main talking point out of that was the protest about the European Super League beforehand. But um, for Chelsea, obviously a missed chance to go fourth. Max, is this just a little blip or do you think this could impact Chelsea heavily? Um, I don't think it'll be... I mean, it's difficult. It's quite a competitive area of the table. But um, yeah, I, I don't think it'll damage them too badly. But you, you always have a nil-nil in, uh, in them with Chelsea this season, especially into Tuchel. They've just been a bit... Uh, boring I've lacked it a little bit so you'd expect to see some more you know nil-nils in the future but I don't think it's a major issue uh, for them in terms of the top four this season but obviously West Ham dropping points so do you think on the other side of the table Brighton obviously brilliant result for them do you think that's kept them up now or do you still think that could be a, they're in a danger zone not in a danger zone probably but I expect them to go up um, and obviously they've, they've producing some pretty solid performance but yes yeah, maybe not quite yet for me but they've definitely shown they have the ability to stay up and they're going to be missing Ben White after two yellow cards as well he got sent off in the um the 97 92nd minute sorry um one of the Chelsea team lineup talking points was Kepa starting in goal for Edward Mendy was that a bit of a shock for you because Edward Mendy's obviously he's not injured or whatever and he's just on the bench was that a bit of a shock I suppose so, but I mean, Mendy came in, and I don't think he's, I mean, I think Kepa was in poor form, sure, but I wouldn't say that Mendy was in a, a massive improvement over over him, obviously, maybe in his form at the beginning of the season he was, but um, I think in terms of the ceiling of both players, they're probably quite similar, so I think it's good to use uh, a player like Kepa and instead of just totally benching him and not using him at all, because realistically, how else is he going to get his... Um, confidence up and how else are you going to be able to potentially set him on for any money at all yeah that's very true obviously he has made his mistakes and there's been a lot of talk on him leave do you think he would leave this summer and where would probably be the best option if he was to leave um i mean i wouldn't be surprised but yeah i think if if he was to go probably back to spain somewhere i'd imagine uh obviously back from where he came from yeah obviously did he come from was uh, it? i think for Bill Bauer, that's right, as well. Obviously, come for quite a, a high price tag as well, record for goalkeeper, and then he hasn't really um, produced as well. So, he'll be hoping that he can keep up his confidence. And then, the early game on Tuesday was in, uh, Wednesday, sorry, was involving your team, Max Tottenham, obviously beating Slampton 2 1. Ryan Mason's first game. It didn't go up plan, though, in, on the half hour mark. Danny Ings going a brilliant header at the near post, and it all did get better. Gareth Bale scoring one. Human Son had a goal ruled out as well. And then he scored a penalty in the last minute to get a crucial three points for you. Um, finally, a win, Max. Yeah, I mean, it was it was good uh, to see some reaction in the second half because it's kind of the exact opposite of what has been happening. We've had a solid first half and, and dropped off in the second. So, yeah, to see a comeback is, is quite encouraging. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it ruled out goal, which is probably fair, fairly ruled out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, fortunate uh, to get the penalty. I mean, you could have questions about it, but probably deserved uh, deserved his win regardless. So yeah, very impressive, I think. Obviously, you got um, the League Cup final, which we'll touch on a bit later. But um, do you think that now, you know, you've got even though it is one win and you've done it without Harry Kane, do you think this could be a bit of a confidence builder? Now you've seen teams above you slip up, you could get Champions League. Well, you'd think so. I think it's definitely a confidence uh, build, but 
you've got to hope so. But it's difficult to say with 90 minutes of football from the the new manager who's had no experience uh, before. So, yeah, it's difficult to say that we guaranteed it. Uh, It's difficult to say that we will even have a good push for it. But, you know, you've got to hope, really. And, um, yeah, I think... (laughs) But it's just yeah, it's just going into the season. I'm not really thinking about it too much. Like the cup final, you know, I don't think many people are expecting to win it, but you've got to do, you got to give it your all and, and see what happens, really. And here's a question: Obviously, Ryan Mason is first proper job. If he was to win you the League Cup, I think is it your first trophy since 2008? Did you win the League Cup in yeah. way? I think. Would you want him to stay permanently if he won you your first trophy in was it 13 odd years? Um, whilst I would say that, I mean, obviously I'm very, very thankful. Uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily say I want him to stay permanently, especially if we are able to get, you know, Nagelsmann or something. But I would obviously like him to stay employed at the club, but potentially like, um, I think it's Duncan Ferguson. Obviously he was the interim. And then when Ancelotti came, he was the assistant. I'd like uh, Ryan Mason to obviously stay employed. Uh, kind of a, to show uh, gratitude. So, uh, so, so obviously, if he does win, you, you know, he could be go back into an assistant. Is is that a better role for him? You say? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, it's difficult to say that you want him permanently after obviously only what like it would, would have been like five or six, you know, seven games as a manager. Um, so yeah, I mean, I definitely think an assistant role working closely under a manager would help him potentially and then go off to you know maybe start a career of his own uh, as a proper head coach full time. Yeah, as I said, he's the youngest ever Premier League manager as well. And there was a brilliant stat that Tottenham had um, the first ever team to have three players, Gareth Bale, Hugo Lloris and Toby Alderweireld, older than their manager in a Premier League game since May 2000, when John Dreyer, Dean Saunders, Stuart McCall were all older than Peter Jewell, who was Bradford City manager against Liverpool, which is quite remarkable, really. But Bale, um, obviously on the score sheet, um, as well, do you think that obviously Mourinho come out this week and said that he didn't, he wasn't in favour of signing Gareth Bale? Do you believe that, and do you think that he does have a future at Tottenham? No, I do believe that he probably didn't. Um, I think it is probably, I don't know. I, I feel like he was definitely more in favour of signing defenders. Um, obviously, that was a, a rumour, and obviously Jerodin came in, but they were. Rumours, uh, they were linked to other centre-backs. Uh, obviously, Skriniar was one of them. Ruben Diaz, another one of them. Um, which I doubt, it ever, doubt would ever happen. But, you know, if he hadn't spent maybe, what is it, the £20 million, maybe more, on Bale, you maybe could have afford, afforded that kind of player. Where, whereas Bale is kind of um, a crowd-pleaser, really, rather than actually helping the team too much. But, um, no, I mean, I think... I don't think he would he would sign, obviously, is the option for the uh, one-year extension. I think that was... Is possibly um, it is a possibility, especially if he can continue uh, the form. Obviously, he's I think he's had like 11 goal contributions in his last 11 games. So yeah, if he can continue that form, you definitely say they're in favour to uh, to re-sign him for another year. Yeah, and it was a historic day. Obviously, Wednesday as we film this today on Friday, it's 100 years on the day um, since Tottenham started wearing their iconic um, cockerel on there. The chest, and I was saying to you that um, the badge did look a bit like the French one, really. But um, hopefully, for Tottenham, it's the start of things to come. But obviously, looking ahead to that League Cup final, Man City, they haven't looked the best recently. They've been getting the results, but they have looked a bit dodgy 
is there a bit of you that is at all got a bit of confidence or are you playing it all down? Yeah, I mean, I suppose I'm playing it down. I mean, I suppose I've got hope, but I'm not too, too sure whether that's confidence uh, or not. Uh, yeah, I mean, you've got really hope. You can do it. Because uh, uh, without that, you have nothing. But I'm not too bothered if we lose because realistically, I'm just hoping that in general the club is moving in the right direction, regardless of whether we get the trophy or not. Are you hopeful that Harry Kane will play? Um, I mean, it sounds like it. I mean, it sounds like you know he's back in training and it, apparently he's likely to uh, rejoin the squad maybe the day or two days before. So I wouldn't be surprised if he is ready. And even if he does play, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you know he's almost uh, forcing it himself because he's known to do that in the past. Yeah, so obviously for Tottenham, it's uh, be a huge boost if Harry Kane is fit. And then the um, League Cup final rivals, Man City just about beat Aston Villa 2-1. That was after their um, second quickest goal of the season. After 21 seconds, it was from John McGinn. The fastest was Miguel Almeyron, sorry, after 20 seconds earlier in the season against West Brom. So he was second short of that. But John McGinn put Aston Villa ahead after one minute. And from there, I thought, oh, possibly Man City going to slip up. If we beat Leeds, the gap could be five points. And then, like it has gone, it went a bit downhill then. Phil Foden, another brilliant game um, as well, getting one. And then a brilliant header from Rodrigo as well. Both uh, teams had um, a man sent off. John Stones was sent off just before half-time for a ridiculous um, challenge. He was given a yellow card, but on the VAR, they changed it to a red-right decision. Uh, Matty Cash um, got a second yellow in the 54th, uh, 57th minute, three minutes after he got his initial yellow um, to get sent off. Bernardo Silva with the two assists, and then obviously that Ollie Watkins brilliant ball. Do you think that... Um, obviously, second half, Man City controlled it really well as well. Do you think that Aston Villa were a bit unlucky that they couldn't even get a point from it? Uh, yeah, you'd probably say so. But um, obviously, difficult to say that you know a team could even do anything to even a ten-man City just because they've been you know, pretty dominant, especially the second half of the season. Um, so yeah, I mean, you'd probably say that they were hopeful, and I think they may, may have been able to uh, if you know maybe a Grealish was available. But yeah, again, that second. Uh, that's the, the red card, to, you know, even up 10 men versus 10 men. I just think that was probably too far then. And if if maybe they had uh, not had uh, another man down, they they may have been able to do uh, to shot them. But yeah, obviously not. One player or two players actually that have Man City signed in the summer. Um, obviously he has been injured for some of it, but he hasn't even when he's been fit hasn't really got in the starting team is Nathan Ake obviously um, starts for the Netherlands or Holland they signed him for Bournemouth for about 50 million he's he's had a few injuries but when he's been fit he's been on the bench or he sometimes hasn't even been on the bench were you surprised in that move and because you know obviously we didn't know Ruben Diaz was going to be this good but they did have Laporte John Stones were you a bit surprised with the move well, see, I wasn't too surprised. I mean, I was kind of surprised he's another left foot, left-footed player, and they've got Laporte, who is uh, a left-footer. Uh, and at the beginning of the season, John Stones wasn't really in favour, and obviously he kind of worked his way back into the team. So I was thinking maybe if they were to look to move Stones on or something like that, maybe that would make sense for the signing. But no, the fact that Stones is in the team now, now they're not playing any right uh, uh, left-footed centre-backs. I don't know. It's quite a weird, it's quite a weird move in retrospect, but. Yeah, at the time, I don't think it was too strange. And now you've just got to be thinking, Nathan Ake probably wants to move elsewhere. But 
not too sure. He's made seven appearances, one off the bench, and he scored one goal. So, as you said, Nathan Ake probably could leave. And Ferran Torres is the other one to talk about. He's been brilliant in the, the group stages for Man City and the, the knockout, but he hasn't really been starting in, in the Premier League at all. Why do you think that is? Because Mr Lopez said he was you know, a brilliant signing. You know, I think he, he is a very good signing. I'm not too sure, really. I mean, it is a very difficult team to get into. Um, obviously, there's so much talent there. Uh, obviously, Phil Foden was brilliant against Villa, uh, and he's known to play in the position that uh, is kind of on the wing, but, you know, maybe coming inside a little bit more as well. Mares as well also ha- has been quite good. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know whether it's just he wants to keep uh, him to play in the Champions League. Uh, I'm not too sure, really, if, if, if he's just playing for a place, maybe just in the Champions League. I don't really know the logic there. Uh, but, I mean, I'm sure Pep knows what he's doing. And, um, yeah, I mean, a oh, young yeah. player, young player, you know, getting into the City team is going to be difficult because Mare is obviously very experienced. So, yeah, and I mean, I'm sure, you know, in the future, he'll have a, a, a space in that, in that team, definitely. Yeah, he just turned 21 in, in March, well, so he is probably going to be one to watch out in the, the Euros for Spain. But it's a step closer to the title for Man City. They only need eight more points now. Um, obviously, if we drop more, um, it could be less. As well, I think they can possibly win the title against Chelsea if we drop points. Um, as well, then on Thursday, West Brom, you know, a lot of people said there's a bit of hope for them in staying up. Well, it looks like it might have been killed off now because their Midlands rivals, Leicester, just demolished them 3 0. Um, Kelechi and Nacho, one of the goal scorers as well. Jamie Vardy got the first, and Johnny Evans with the second, Ian Nacho with a third, Castagno and Vardy with um, the assists as well. West Brom, is that, is that them, sorry, down and out? Yeah, I mean, before it was maybe a hope, uh, but now I think that is probably too far gone for them. Um, I mean, 17th is, I think it's, it is just out of reach. So, yeah, I mean, it is it is, it is, is a bit disappointing, but I think, I think just some... Di- uh, Weird decisions from the board, um, and I think this squad probably wasn't even uh, good enough to begin with, and that is testament to you know the good work the Slavia Village did the season before getting them up in the first place. So, yeah, I mean, it is obviously still possible technically, but I think uh, I'm not sure. I expect them to be relegated soon, but they will hopefully you know show some fight like they have been the last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Um, one of the players, though, star players, obviously, ex-Man United goalkeeper Sam Johnson. Um, this week, apparently, he's been told by West Brom or other clubs, or I think Tottenham and another club were interested in him, um, that he could possibly leave for £10 million. Do you think that would be a good investment if you were to pay the £10 million or possibly more if they change their mind in the summer? Um, well, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely known that, Would I he think... start over Lloris? Well, there's int- I mean, apparently that there's rumours that Larice might go. That the club is interested in selling him, which I'm not too sure about. But um, I mean, I think it would be reasonable. I mean, not too sure if it is you know likely or not. But I suppose 10 million is probably a reasonable price in this market. But I mean, a relegated side as well. Um, I'm not too sure. The thing is, there's been a few links in terms of a goalkeeper. I think my nan, uh, or I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but from uh, from France is, is another possibility. So, yeah, I mean, uh, 10 million is a decent price, but again, I'm not too sure about anything that's actually coming out uh, about the the goalkeeping situation. Whether it would just be a backup, I think maybe a backup would probably be reasonable. 
And for Leicester, they um, extended lead to fourth now. Do you think that they have got top four cemented or do you think that they could slip up now? Um, I think you probably say that they're looking fairly comfortable, but again, anything is possible. I'm not too sure their fixtures. I mean, I could just check their fixtures and uh, they have some difficult games, actually. Uh, I think obviously Man United and Chelsea as well and Spurs too. Uh, obviously, that's a difficult end of the season for them. But um, I mean, they're definitely in the driver's seat in that in that race, but they're definitely not clear of it yet. And there are some uh, very contentious places. I mean, Liverpool, uh, they're obviously kind of trailing behind. And I mean, Liverpool trailing behind, they could definitely pick up the steam. Uh, and then obviously West Ham and Chelsea uh, there as well. So, and obviously Spurs too, but I don't want to be too hopeful about that. But yeah, I mean, I'd probably say they're, they're favourites to do it, but I wouldn't be too surprised if they drop, dropped off with the, the amount of competition uh, that they have. I wouldn't rule yourselves out of it now. You know, I know it's one win, but together some teams could drop points, but um, you never know as well. But obviously the star player again was Kelechi and Nacho. Where's he found this from? I don't know really. I mean, I think he's been maybe used a little bit differently. Obviously, before he was kind of used in place of Vardy, um, and now he's kind of been used alongside him quite interestingly. But you know, absolutely miraculous uh, uh, patch of form from him. And uh, yeah, I mean, you hope they continue it. I think yeah, the new the new role has kind of allowed him uh, to to find this form. And you know, it's it's obviously a big boost to Leicester City, uh, who maybe needed something a little bit different going forward. Uh, because, you know, maybe they were a little bit too predictable. But, yeah, I mean, they've been comfortable for the majority of the season. Uh, and, I mean, that's thanks to uh, Brendan Rodgers. And I'm sure Ian actually will thank him, too, for helping him kind of revive his career as well. Yeah, well, so he left Man City for about £20 million a few seasons ago. He, you know, he, a bit of a, I wouldn't say a failure. He, he had his moments and he joined Leicester, didn't really get off to the start, but what a player he is. Um, now, so those were the four midweek games um, as well. So the Premier League table, as I said, Man City only need eight more points now um, to win the Premier League. Um, obviously, as I said, it could drop less. So they're on 77 points from 33. Most of the other teams played 32. Man United 66, Leicester 59. Chelsea go up to fourth on goal difference 55. West Ham obviously dropped down to fifth. There's a goal difference of eight between them. Chelsea got a goal difference, 19, West Ham 11, as I said, both on 15, uh, 55 points, sorry. Tottenham got up to six now on goal difference, 53 points off 33 games Tottenham have played. They got a goal difference of 18 compared to Liverpool, who dropped down to seventh, with a goal difference of 16 on 53 points, but they've only played 32. Everton in eight, City one games played 49, Arsenal 46, Leeds 46, Aston Villa plays 31-44, Wolves 41, Crystal Palace plays 31-38, Southampton 36, Newcastle up to 15th, 32 games played, 35 points, Brighton dropped down to 16th as well as Burnley, Brighton are on 34 points in 16th, Burnley are on 33 points in, um, in 17th, and then the bottom three, Fulham plays 33-27, and then West Brom plays 32-24. And the already relegated Sheffield United plays 32-14. Um, so, obviously, apart from Spurs, um, Fulham and Man City, and I think he's another team as well. Obviously, they rearranged them games 
was it last week it was um, now because obviously you're in the League Cup final but the Premier League games they do go ahead tonight Friday 23rd of April 8 o'clock Arsenal Everton's on Sky Sports and Saturday Liverpool Newcastle half 12 on BT West Ham Chelsea at half 5 on Sky Sheffield United Brighton 8 o'clock on Sky then Sunday Wolves Burnley 12 o'clock on BBC One Leeds Man United, the big game at 2 o'clock on Sky. Then it's the League Cup final on Sky. Tottenham against Man City, uh, was it half four kickoff? Then 7 o'clock, Aston Villa West Brom on BT. Then to round the game week off, Leicester City against Crystal Palace, 8 o'clock on Sky. Then obviously it's the Champions League and Europa League um, midweek, so we'll be back um, for that one as well. Um, just before we end, there's been some Italian action this week, Max. Quickly, um, it was wins for Juventus and I think Inter Milan dropped points, didn't they? Yeah. Well, Inter Milan looked quite comfortable at the top, really. Um, this, I'm just thinking generally, in terms of this season, it is quite refreshing to see how much the, the table's been shaken up. Uh, obviously, with Inter looking like they, they could win the Scudetto. And um, it is quite uh, it's quite nice seeing Milan get a Champions League spot, which isn't guaranteed for them. I need to stretch the imagination, but... Yeah, they're doing a lot better as well. Uh, Atalanta have really improved their fortunes too. I mean, they sat, sat in third now, and they were kind of struggling around the you know the sixth, seventh or eighth spot uh, prior to uh, prior, you know in the last few weeks uh, earlier on in the season. So um, yeah, I mean it's quite an exciting season realistically in terms of you know where the teams have found themselves now, uh, and and I mean it is quite nice to see Juve drop off a little bit uh, just because they've been so dominant in the past. Yeah, as well, and in some other news um, that come through an hour ago before we filmed this, um, well, not really surprising, really, and it's about Euro 2020, um, obviously it's in 2021, but um, Wembley's been given an extra last 16 tie as well after Dublin has lost its fixtures as well. Wembley's going to be hosting the both semi-finals on the 6th and 7th of July and the final on the 11th of July um, as well. That was because Dublin... Um, said to UEFA they couldn't have fans because of um, the COVID issue so they've lost their four fixtures Bilbao's four games are being moved to Sevilla which um, I said to you yesterday is probably the case as well, um, Bayern Munich's uh, or Munich sorry, will keep its matches um, as well but it does look like Dublin's three group games gone to St. Petersburg and then obviously that last 16 tie um, at Wembley as well so obviously um, the 11th City is quickly still hosting it. Amsterdam, Baku, Bucharest, Budapest, Copenhagen, Glasgow, London, Munich, Rome, Sevilla um, and St. Petersburg will all host um, the Euros as well. I think it was actually talk of one game being held at Tottenham, but obviously that's not the case. Um, now, so that's it for the very short and St. Martin's football show um, this midweek, actually. We'll be back next week to look back at the uh, weekend games and the League Cup final as well. Hopefully for Max, it's a of Tottenham win um, cause an upset really but um, as you said uh, Man City uh, um, favourite as well quickly score prediction I can't do this Um, I'm going to have to back the Spurs and go 2-1 to the Spurs 2-1 after extra time to Man City I want Tottenham to win I just I I don't expect either but I can't hit on Spurs yeah that's that's very fair enough as well but um, hopefully as well apart from Lloyd we're all supporting Tottenham in this League Cup final as well but as I said don't forget and catch up with all the episodes on Spotify but um, from me and Max thank you for listening and goodbye Say hello.
Get on the floor. Yeah. 